Call Katie Case Bailey with Dunbar Real Estate for all of your real estate needs. Katie Case Bailey, Realtor Extraordinaire. Something to show, something to list, something to sell. Call today at 601-408-9980. You are listening to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. Thank you, Jamesy. Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend, Jason Bailey. Bump is uh, pretty good. Andy Wizard of Whiskey himself, Mr. Shanglock. But the reality is... They don't know, man! I've been looking forward to To The Top Talk. You know, I have that with myself every night. Look, for all you listen today, I'm not an idiot. What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk, presented by Marsha Hale, in honor of her husband's birthday, Dr. Ray Hale. Marsha says, happy birthday to the best husband in the world. So Ray has been a USM supporter for over 30 years. His birthday is this Saturday, November the 5th. We are having a big party this Saturday at The Rock just for you. So everybody come out and celebrate uh, Ray's birthday. Uh, happy birthday, Ray Hale. We'll see you this weekend to the top. Happy birthday, Ray. Yeah, big Ray. Uh, this, so we're here with To The Top Talk. You'll break from all the high-resource propaganda to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Gold Eagles. Joining me now, Southern Miss Black Ops Tailgate legend, Jason Bailey. Greetings and I thought you were the one that had not been drinking so far tonight. That is correct. <laughs> and it's it's showing apparently. And the wizard of whiskey himself, Shane Light. If Jamie's the one that has not been drinking and he's already slurring words, this show's in trouble already. It's gone off the rails already. <laughs> it's gone off the rails. Uh so guys, we're trying something different this season. We have uh, a few episodes left in this 2022 uh, season, if you will. So if you would like to sponsor one of those episodes, we've got a great uh, great sponsor lined up next week. Uh, go to tothetoptalk.com. Click on the link that says sponsor an episode of To The Top Talk, and we'll get you in. All right, so the big news this past week, Thursday Night Football, back at the Rock on ESPN2, the Golden Eagles, the Raging Cajuns, it was it was this probably felt the most like Golden Eagle football that we've had in quite some time. I loved it. Shane, I know you mentioned that, that you would have liked to have been there. And man, what I'd have liked to for you have been there, too. Um, it did, man. It felt it felt uh, it felt like getting back to back, back to the day, like back to the 90s, um, you know, where we're. The offense can do just enough and has some some really uh, just just long plays, uh, but the defense is kind of the the steals the show, and uh, that's what we did all night long, man. And I, I'm getting to the point where I like seeing the defense get out there more than I like seeing the offense get out there, uh, because you never know what's going to happen. Like the off, defense leads to a lot of offense for us, and um, it's fun to watch, man. It's fun to watch us dominate. It's fun to watch the crowd get into it. Student section was just nuts all night long. Um, when I remember our section was pretty nuts all night long and, uh, it was good. It was great. Yeah. It, so it looked good on TV, uh, with the main cameras facing towards that East side in the student section who was absolutely packed. Uh, the crowd looked really good. The, the sound came through, uh, especially there towards the end of the game when the band played neck, uh, you could you could definitely hear the crowd. Uh, it, it it brought back some really good Southern Miss football memories. 
So the Golden Eagles come out, first play right out of the gate, uh, Wilkie throws an interception. And you're thinking, all right, all right, is this, is this here we go again or is this something different? But the defense um, stood firm. Shinari Dean gets a one-yard uh, touchdown run to, to get the Golden Eagles on the board first. Then Frank Gore hits Ty Mims with a, just an absolute dime and ended up going 52 yards for a touchdown. Wilkie turns around in the first quarter, hits Brownlee again uh, with a 76-yard touchdown pass. And then uh, ULL hits a 50-yard field goal. So at the end of the first quarter, so at the end of the first quarter, the, the score was 20 to five because on our first touchdown, uh, the Raging Cajuns blocked it and took it back for two. So it was six to two to start the game, 20 to five, a very oblong score. And then the first scoring play in the second quarter was a Southern Miss safety on a um, intentional grounding call in the end zone. On the Raging Cajun quarterback, so it was twenty-two to five. Yeah, what a what a sicko score right there, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you, if you had that score on your squares board, then um, you walked away with some money. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the game was absolutely nuts. I mean, what what could happen in a college football game that didn't happen in that game? It it was wild. It was it just made it an unbelievably entertaining game to watch. Somehow. A lot of Sun Belt do this. Uh, it seems like uh, most of the Sun Belt teams that are that are doing well uh, depend on a lot of defense, and maybe that's the reason you get a lot of these crazy plays. I don't know, um, but you know, th- this was it was, you know, I want to say win or lose, it was entertaining nonetheless, and I guess it kind of was. Uh, obviously, it would have been a lot less entertaining if we hadn't won, but um, but man, I, I don't remember a time where I was bored. You know, at all during the game, sitting there watching that and um, just super cool. I mean, you may or may not have seen video of Marchant and I doing the safety dance <laughs> after that quarterback threw it away. <laughs> but, um, man, it was just I don't know. I, just, I had a blast. I, I'm glad that it was on a Thursday. It gave us a little breather. Um, I'm glad that we played that Thursday game coming uh, at home um, on a short week. And I'm glad that we got the W's three W's in a row. Right. You know what? This year? You know what was really good to me is that over the last decade, when we've gotten our chance to have an audience and and impress people uh, with a game on ESPN two, not that those options were uh, frequent in Conference USA, but we had a tendency to lay an egg and and step on our own feet and kind of trip over ourselves, but. Uh, we didn't do that Thursday night. We came out and defense absolutely dominated. And for the first half before we kind of got conservative, just, you know, trying to hold on to the game, the offense put on a show. Uh, it, you know, I, uh, people that I know from work, I'm, uh, probably annoyingly vocal about being a Southern Miss fan. And so, uh, there's people all over the country at this point that, that know that I'm a Golden Eagle fan and I may be the only Golden Eagle fan they know, but I talk about it enough to where we're on their radar. And, uh, I got a lot of text messages from all over the place Thursday night with people watching our game and going, man, this is wild and this is fun. Uh, so, uh, slowly one by one, maybe I'll turn them into boosters one day, but recruiting Golden Eagle fans all over the place. You know, if you had to pick a, an offensive player of the game, definitely would have to be Jason Brownlee. Two touch, two TD receptions. Um, that was his eighth career 100-yard game as he finished with three receptions for 102 yards. And that puts him in fourth place all by himself on the Southern Miss career chart. So um, as far as 
career 100-yard receiving games. So you get into the second half, and Southern Miss played it uh, a little more conservative in the second half. Will Hall kind of mentioned that in the postgame presser, which is understandable. You you come out of the uh, out of, you know out of halftime with a 29 to 11 lead. Um, you know we have had some turnover mistakes in recent games, so why would you not do that? But in the meantime, uh, Louisiana is able to kind of bounce back. There were some kind of you hate to I hate to be that guy, but there were some really wonky officiating calls, some very questionable calls. I know that happens to both sides at times, but it did feel a little, little off there in the second half. But three minutes left in the game, uh, the Raging Cajuns uh, score, taking it to 32 to 24, and then with a so that so they, uh, you know, I think what we had the ball, we fumbled it, right? We stuffed them. Is that what no, we Frank fumbled? It. That's what get to the rim. Frank fumbled. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was Frank fumbled. Mm-hmm. We stopped them. They get the ball back. Then they scored. So um, they get the ball back with like a little over a minute left. And then Natron Brooks. They start to drive. Natron Brooks with a 52-yard interception return for a touchdown. Pick six. I think that was his the second of his career, and it's the fourth defensive touchdown for the Golden Eagles this season to put the game on ice. So. Yeah, a fantastic environment. I think the crowd, I think the announced attendance was what 27,332. It definitely was a strong crowd. The the lower decks were as full as I've seen them this season for sure. I mean, you you always want to do better, but this is starting to feel more like some of the crowds we had in the past. I mean, that felt like an early 2000s Southern Miss on ESPN to Thursday night game. I mean, the the excitement was there, the energy was there. Uh, and I think everybody had a lot of fun that that, that came out to support the Golden Eagle. That was probably the most fun that you could have at a Golden Eagle game in quite some time. That's the kind of win on TV that puts a few extra butts in the seats come Saturday. Uh, because a 2 o'clock kickoff, nice weather. Uh, I mean, it, I, I will be there with uh, with a few extra people in tow. Uh, I, I hope that we have a really good crowd for these guys because this win and we're bowl eligible. Absolutely. The good thing, so miss about, the good thing about the crowd, sorry, Jamie, but the, the good, you good crowd is that the, the students are back, right? I mean, if, how many times uh, in the past have we looked at the crowd? And we said, you know what, man, if we could just get the students to stay all game, right? Um, well, good gosh almighty. Did they stay all game the other day? And, uh, and if you can get that part of it back, everybody else will come back eventually. I mean, we're inching our way there. We're, it's, 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 you can't, you know, it takes a while to steer a big ship, right? So, um, yeah, definitely inching our way back there. And if anybody came to that game last week and didn't have an absolute blast or even just watch it on TV and enjoy the hell out of it, then maybe you don't need to come because that was the most entertaining game that I've been to in quite some time. But, with a student section like that, and I mean, that's the way the student section was almost every game when we were in school at, at Southern Miss. I mean, that the amount of fun that I had in the student section at our football games is the reason that I'm a diehard Golden Eagle fan. I mean, we won some games. It was entertaining. Uh, I mean, it was just a blast to be there. And that's huge for building for the future is to get those students engaged and get them going to every game and get them to be involved and energetic about it. Because when you have that experience, then that builds towards you wanting to come back to games in the future. And it keeps that connection to the university. And God knows we we need as many people in the stands these days as we can get. 
couple of, of other shout outs there. And this, this Southern Miss had four turnovers. I think we had what three interceptions. Um, TQ Newsom, of course, I mentioned Natron Brooks, Malik Shorts. Malik Shorts also had an interception on a two point conversion that went back pretty far. It didn't make it all the way to the end zone. <laughs> Malik got ran down again. by the quarterback. <laughs> ran out of gas. Yeah. I yeah. Yeah. Exhausted. As far as a uh, player of the game, I know you mentioned that. Um, I know you mentioned Brownlee earlier, but you could make a strong case for Malik as well. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. He had a, had a terrific game. Um, Jalen Williams had a, a block on an extra point as well. Um, and hey, this is a fun fact. Will Hall is now five and zero versus teams from Louisiana. Last season, Grambling and Louisiana Tech. This season, Northwestern State, Tulane, and uh, Louisiana Lafayette. And we also have a game against Louisiana Monroe. So if all goes well, he could be 6-0 and versus teams from Louisiana by the end of the year. Hopefully he can keep that domination of the boot going because we could use that win. Um, so speaking of domination of the boot, uh, as far as the Golden Eagles and the Raging Cajuns go, Southern Miss now leads the series with 41 wins to 11 losses and one tie and have now won six – no, have won 10 straight victories over Louisiana Lafayette. Um a streak that began in 1994. You know, I wasn't sure where you were going with the domination of the boot lead in there. I've, I thought it could be something along those lines where we were in Melissa's Halloween costumes this year, but uh, we, <laughs> we saw which way it went. So, Yeah. I like to keep you guessing. If anybody wants so, to, uh, a little bit more of the domination of the boot rhetoric, uh, you can go to the uh, Raging Review um, Twitter spaces. Is that what they did? Yeah. Yeah, they did a Twitter Holy space. Holy yeah. smokes. If you hadn't checked that out, um, well worth the click. I, there were some Feinbaum, Feinbaum, uh, Paul Feinbaum-worthy moments on there. I, it was like a similar. I listened to that live. I had my headphones on laying in bed, and I'm an hour ahead of Central Time here. So it was like 1245 in the morning, and I'm just <laughs> like I'm, – I'm trying not to laugh out loud because Catherine's in, you know, on her side of the bed asleep. Uh, but – God, that was so good for my soul. I needed I needed us to just wreck a fan base, a rival fan base in our conference so desperately. Uh, it, it had been too long, and I got so much joy out of out of listening to that the Twitter space. And the, the guys at Rage and Review, we've talked to them before. They're good guys, but that was an absolute meltdown session, and and I loved every single bit of it. So if you guys have not listened to that and you just need to pick your spirits up through the, the despair of, of Arrival, I uh, highly recommend, especially uh, they've got a fan named Kyle that uh, was one of the craziest, most insane things I've listened to in quite a while, but absolutely worth the listen. Um, let's talk about Sunbelt this past week. So some of the scores from around the Sunbelt. I actually got to watch a good bit of this game. Georgia State defeated Old Dominion. Georgia State, who we're playing this coming up weekend, defeated Old Dominion by a final score of 31-17. to Their quarterback, uh, Darren Granger, all over the place, a, a true dual threat. Mm-hmm. Um, so Georgia State defeating Old Dominion, who who had a pretty decent run. Both teams are now 3-5 and five, um, on the season, 2-2 two and two in the Sunbelt. App State beat Robert Morris. I don't know who he is. 42 to three uh, that uh, that Robert Morris is now 0 and 8 on the year. So there you go. South Alabama defeated Arkansas State by a final score of 31 to three. I believe Arkansas State is still without their star quarterback. Coastal uh, defeated Marshall 24 to 13. Coastal we play week after next. So if you look now at the Sun Belt standings, this is kind of where we're at. 
On the East Division side, you've got Coastal at four and one, then James Madison at three and two, App State, Georgia Southern, Georgia State, Old Dominion at two and two, and then Marshall at one and three. On the West side, you've got Troy at four and one, Southern Miss and South Alabama at three and one, Louisiana at two and three, Texas State, ULM at one and three, and then Arkansas State at one and five. So the Golden Eagles there, if you know, it would require us probably going undefeated the rest of the year and Troy slipping up somewhere to have a shot in the West. I don't, I'm not too confident in that, but you know, I think Louisiana could be a dangerous football team, uh, Louisiana Lafayette. Um, and they, they take on Troy, uh, coming up as well. So if anybody's going to do it, that looks like it's going to really be, uh, the shot for, for somebody to have a, a shot at the Trojans. With what has gone on already in the Sunbelt conference this year, nothing is out of the question. Uh, I mean, absolutely. Week in and week out, uh, who knows what's going to happen? Which has been fun. Yeah, definitely. Hey, man, that's the power of the SBC, man. SBC. That's the power of the SBC, man. SBC. <laughs> SBC. Maybe we can have our own built-in excuse from now on. You know, yeah. As far as, far no, as like, you never really lose a game. Well, you know, yeah, we're looking no. forward to that. Well, it was a trap game. Well, you know, that's the, that's the power of the SBC. <laughs> You down with SBC? Before we get to the game coming up this weekend, uh, we have to mention the M Club Hall of Fame banquet taking place this Friday night, November 4th at the Trent Lott Center. Uh, doors open at 6. Program begins at 6.30. Single tickets are $50, or you can purchase a table, uh, which seats 8 for 350 So go to the Southern Miss M Club website if you want to check that out. They're inducting Tori Bowie, uh, Jeremy Bridges, Ghana Demidova, Megan Hill, Pauline Love, Kelly McCarty, and Todd McKinnis. Also special honorary inductee, John Thompson, and then uh, Trey Sutton, because I believe he missed his ceremony last year, will be there as well. So be sure you check that out this Friday night, which brings us to the game this Saturday. It's going to be November the 5th, which is Ray Hale's birthday, at 2 p.m. If you can't make it to the Rock, and we hope you can, the game will be on ESPN+. Plus. Southern Miss currently a two-point favorite in that game. Now, now diving into the um, Georgia State, like I said, they're, they're, the big question for them, well, the big thing you have to answer with them is is containing their quarterback mm-hmm. here in Granger. Uh, a true dual-threat quarterback, um, really been solid for them all year. Now, if you're looking kind of into the stats of like some of the games they've played, like this past week they beat ODU. Uh, 31 to 17. Before that, they fell to App State 42 to 17. Uh, the week before that, they defeated Georgia Southern 41 to 33. Defeated Army 31 to 14. Um, fell to Coastal 41 to 24. But if you look into some of these games, they're three and five on the year. They also have losses to South Carolina, um, Charlotte, and North Carolina. If you look at these games or the games they've won, it's uh, outside of the game against Army, which is primarily a run machine um they they were able to to stop the run um you look at some of the games they've lost app state had over 400 yards rushing against them um so if we can go in there with the super back and establish the run um you know it, it, it we could you know we could definitely take this one but if we're not able to do that um and and they look like they can be it, it's they're kind of a dr jekyll mr hyde type of team i mean if you look at their Rushing yards allowed per game, it's 187.4. But when you factor in, they had over 400 yards against App State and over 300 yards against Army. That can be a little skewed given how they performed in some of the other games. So, um, 
I think the keys of the game are obviously hanging on to the ball, time of possession, but really being able to contain Darren Granger and being able to run the ball. Yeah, they, uh, you know, if, if there's a team that's, well, probably us and Troy, I guess, the two toughest teams to run against in the Sun Belt. And they ran for 218 yards versus Old Dominion. I just can't see that happening versus Southern Miss. And that led to a time of possession advantage of 37 minutes and 10 seconds to 22 minutes and 55 seconds. If they do that against us, they're going to beat us too. But that 200, over 200 yards rushing against Southern Miss um, seems yeah. pretty far-fetched. Uh, but you also have to factor in that mobile quarterback, man. Through the years, if there's anything that's given Southern Miss, even the best defenses that we've had, fits is that guy who can just, when everything breaks down, he just takes off. You know, it's it's given us fits for the longest time. Uh, we've we've handled it so far this year. Um, that's definitely the wild card, and that's just kind of where their offense goes. Um, Granger has, uh, has, has, has well, he's played every snap at quarterback this year. He has 1,482 passing yards, and he's their second leading rusher. So, you know, he's a handful. He's the guy that we got to stop, and um, and and we'll see what happens. But but yeah, I I think definitely Jamie they want to run the football. Uh, no matter they have four guys with more than 50 carries each on the season, so that's what they want to do. And um and against us, I just don't think that's going to be that easy to do. So we'll see what happens. Well, they haven't had as much success to the air. I mean, they're averaging less yards passing per game than we are. Um. We're averaging 206 yards per game. They're averaging 185.3. So really, you know, you look at across the board, their bread and butter is going to be running the football. Um, with how our defensive line has performed, you have to like our chances. But that's why you play the game. I mean, they've they've been a little – they've been salty as Georgia State at times. You know, they started off the year 0-4. You know, and you mentioned the guys they lost to. But I don't know if you if – you fact, but – of the, of the 0 and 4 start, they lost to South Carolina, North Carolina, Charlotte, and Coastal. Uh, give me the hell out of the Carolinas, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, and since hey, then, they've been, hey, been hey. pretty solid. <laughs> it's lovely here in the Carolinas. <laughs> well, they and then and then their um, their other loss was to App State. Yeah, another so North Carolina team. Yeah. So hmm, maybe, maybe we can be there. the University of Southern Carolina for the weekend. <laughs> hey, already taken, uh, you know, South another, another another uh, tidbit of these guys that, that they have outscored their opponents in the first half by, I think, six points on the season and been outscored by their opponents by thirty nine total points. On the season, so. Maybe it's a maybe it's a depth issue. I have no idea. Maybe that quarterback just gets tired. I don't know, but that, that is, it's weird to say that's kind of a, another strength of Southern Miss is the depth that, that we are able to run out there um, specifically on the lines over and over and over. Well, what you have to, you know, what I like about us in this game, you know, Wilkie's still growing, but the versatility we saw with what we were able to do with the super back position the other night, even though even though in the second half it was more of a, you know, run the clock out type of thing, not really showing our hand too much. But in the first half, I mean, you saw the explosive plays that were able to come as a result of that. So um, 
I like having that in the mix. I think that's Love this it. is definitely a game that feels like we're gonna we're gonna use a lot of super value. You know, and and to that, uh, somebody was mentioned to me earlier about man, we shouldn't have you know gotten so conservative. I'm like, dude, we're up like damn near three scores. What do you you know what are you supposed to do? Especially when you have a weapon like the super back. But the same exact person that makes that point um, would also argue like if we'd have let Wilkie throw it, a quarterback's been prone to throw up some some picks, right? If we'd have let him throw it, need to throw in a couple more picks, and they'd have got back in it that way. The same exact person would make that argument. Like, why don't you just go to the superback? So, I don't care. We got the win. Superback's cool. That fumble by Frank is so un- uncharacteristic of, of how he plays and what he'll do. Um, I never felt nervous. Did you feel nervous last game? <laughs> I didn't feel comfortable until the pick six. What are you talking about? Didn't feel for, nervous. For, I didn't at all. It was like the one game where I did, wasn't sitting there, you know, chewing on my fingers. And I don't know. I probably had some help. But, uh, you know, it was uh, maybe I was just having so much fun. I wasn't paying that much attention. But for whatever reason, I thought we were the better team. We we're going to win that game. And this team is actually I think we've. You know, inched our way towards figuring out how to win football games. Um, if you go back I've and listen to the episodes from the beginning of the year, we're on the other side of that coin. We couldn't, you know, figure out how to do it. Now, I, I almost kind of expect it to happen. I've been a Southern Miss fan for too long. I've seen us snatch defeat out of the jaws of victory too many times to where I am not comfortable until that clock says all zeros. I don't care how big the lead is, uh, but. Yeah, it's uh, my heart was doing double time uh, up until the pick six, and then finally I was like, "All right, we got this in the bag." <laughs> yeah, they had. A, I mean, like his first two passes. I mean, first downs. Like, I think they were, or I don't know, his first two passes. But he was. They were moving the ball on that drive. Yeah, <laughs> like um, dude's a good player. Yeah, he is. Yeah, and he's got a couple of monster receivers too. I mean, they're they had legitimate threats that they could have scored quickly. Uh, they just ran into the nasty bunch. So Georgia State three and five on the year, two and two in conference. Southern Miss five and three on the year, three and one in conference. So that game is 2 p.m. Central Time. We'll see you at the Rock. We're gonna have as much fun as we did last week. Hopefully, um, if you can't make it out, it is available ESPN Plus on the ESPN app. Now, uh, it was just announced today that the, our week, the, our game the following week against the Beach Chickens. Southern Miss in Coastal Carolina. That is at Coastal Carolina. That's Saturday, November the 12th. That game time was just announced to be 6.30 p.m. And it will be nationally televised on ESPNU. So uh, another nationally televised game for the Golden Eagles this season, um, you know, especially coming off the game we had this past week. I mean, goodness, you, you think back to what we've been through the past, what, decade uh, with how our games have been televised and you know, it, it still feels weird to see us playing a conference game on ESPN2 or ESPNU. Yeah, uh, because I really it was getting tiring finding a gas station that had our games on the pump. <laughs> How fortunate are we to be in this conference? Very. I mean, can you guys imagine yeah. just if we were just to flip flop? If we were Louisiana Tech and La Tech right right now, I mean. We'll, what would we be feeling like? Well, we would have just lost to FIU, so we'd be even even worse. Uh, I can't even imagine it. We, uh, we didn't need a quarterback to beat either one of those teams last year. That's very true. Jason, we got uh, basketball getting 
warmed up this week. You want to bring us up to date with what you can expect to see in Southern Miss basketball? Um, yeah, so we will. Um, so basketball. Well, first of all, um, we're playing Delta State on Tuesday. Well, tomorrow, tomorrow night. Uh, we're recording this Monday night. We're playing basketball versus Delta State tomorrow night at seven o'clock at Reed Green. The following night, uh, Wednesday, there's going to be a Meet the Eagles night at Brewski's at 6 p.m. Uh, it is free and open to the public, uh, as well as the Delta State game, free and open to the public. So come out and watch that game, uh, and then come out Wednesday night and meet the brand-new guys. Everybody's new, right? It's an entirely new team, um, entirely new coaching staff. Uh, so, you know – it's it's in the few practices that I've been to. I know this for a fact. I know that our defense is going to look a lot different. It's not just going to be your straight up man. It's going to be something similar to what Tyndall had on um, that matchup zone. Um, uh, um, a lot of hands in the lanes and and the other thing I know for a fact is that we have shooters. So I know we have I know we have more shooters than we've had in the last couple of years. I think our defense is going to be better. I think the competition that we play is going to be um, slightly worse. So I don't know what that means. I'm not sitting here guaranteeing five victories or anything, but I, I think that the team's going to be better. I think it's going to be more exciting. There's going to be more points put on the board, and we will all see how that starts off day night uh, versus Delta State. And then, uh, of course, we'll have another episode before the one next Wednesday, Monday, uh, taking a William Carey Monday, November 7th. Reed Green Coliseum. So um, I guess that's the first game of the regular season. Mm -hmm. Good. All right, Shane, do you have any updates? I do. That uh, William Carey game, is that considered a regular season game or is that an exhibition? That that is considered a regular season game. Hmm. I always thought that was an exhibition game. It won't count towards things like RPI, I think. I don't think unless we lose, but. Um. Yeah, it won't. It, it'll it'll count as a regular season game. Well, if it doesn't count towards RPI and stuff like that, then it doesn't really count toward as a regular season game. We, oh, we, we can. can yeah, that's, <laughs> we're definitely counting. We're counting both of them. As a matter of fact, that's that's kind of bush league. We we can't be counting NIA victories. And I and and I what what division do they play in? NIA. NAIA. I knew I was missing a letter in there, but I wanted to put it on the end. Louisville just got beat by a Division II team. You see that? Mm, I did not. Yeah, Louisville. So, I mean, I like it can't happen. I'm not expecting it to happen Tuesday night um, versus Delta State. But I guarantee you, Louisville wasn't planning on losing to whoever the hell they lost to. Well, Doc Sadler's not the coach anymore, so we probably won't lose to William Carey. Um, I'm sorry for all you Doc lovers out there. Maybe you can watch Jugs on Twitter and eat cheeseburgers with him. Uh, Shane, next next time Shane comes to a game, uh, donut hamburgers are on him. If you're if your feelings are hurt, that okay, so the, 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 the team that uh, the, the team that it's awesome. <laughs> Those things Is are it? incredible. I got oh, one man. as a joke, and I went back and got another one. It was that good. But the team that I'm having chest lost pains thinking about that is uh, Lenore Ryan. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. They've got a they got a. I think they've had like a decent cheerleading program in the past. I've, I've heard of that school before for one reason or another. I doubt it was because of the cheer program. It may have been. Who knows? Um, but, yeah. When did that happen? Like recently? Um, was it yesterday? 
Wow. Are they are they are they in Conference USA now? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely on the radar. Well, yeah. The radar. Well, with with that victory, I'm sure an invite invite is in their mailbox. <laughs> as soon as Judy's lawyers get it worked up on their etch a sketch. Uh, so updates uh, for fall sports, Mr. Hosey, fall sports. Uh, start off with cross country. Guess what, boys? The Golden Eagles are the owners of a brand new shiny Sunbelt Conference Championship trophy, courtesy Woo-hoo. of the cross country team. The first chance to win a Sunbelt Championship, cross country team gets it done. Way to go, ladies. Took place Friday, the 28th at Graham Creek Nature Preserve down in Foley, Alabama. Like I said, the Lady Eagles made history winning the first Sunbelt Conference Championship in Golden Eagle history. Oluia Wozniak finished third overall, and Isabella Ross placed fifth, both earning a spot on the Sunbelt Conference Women's First Team All-Conference list. Oluia was named the 2022 Sunbelt Conference Women's Freshman of the Year. Uh, we also had a second team uh, placement with Aaron Phelps and a third team placement with Smila Kobe. So uh, fantastic, fantastic uh, way to start postseason play for the cross-country team. It does not stop there. Friday, November the 11th, they are off to the NCAA South Regionals in Huntsville, Alabama. So Lady Eagles, uh, super proud. Got some hardware in the case. Uh, it was just a great weekend overall for Southern Miss Athletics with uh, with a bunch of wins that we stacked up after the, the football team kind of set the pace there on Thursday. Um, another really cool thing that happened, men's golf was participating in the White Sands Bahamas Invitational at the Ocean Golf Club. That was out in the Nassau Bahamas, hosted by VCU. Uh, the gentleman placed third, tied for third overall out of 12 teams, but Ryan Dupuis won the individual title after defeating Luke Duke's Luke Sample on the first playoff hole. Ryan shot a 69 in the final round to finish 12 under par. Uh, that's got to be a total team score for 12 under par. There's no way Ryan himself finished. I don't know. He won the event. Maybe he finished 12 under par. Who knows? <laughs> I was sober when I wrote these notes. I'm not when I'm reading them. Uh, So uh, the Eagles were in fourth after the first round and second after the second round. And like I said, ended up finishing tied for third. Cameron Clark was also uh, a high finisher there, finishing tied for 11. That wraps up the fall schedule for the men. Uh, They finished this fall season with two team overall championships and three individual titles. Uh, super solid fall from the gentlemen. They'll be back in action in February, and hopefully they can keep the hot streak going. Women's golf. Lady Eagles are currently hosting the Judson at the Hattiesburg Country Club. That is taking place uh, today, the recording day, Monday, October 31st. Finishes up tomorrow, Tuesday, November the 11th. After the first round of play, the ladies were in third place, with Elena Milik being the low eagle with a score of 71. They played two rounds today. After that second round, the Golden Eagles moved into second place. J.C. Fields was low eagle in the second round with a score of 70. Uh, This is the last tournament for the Lady Eagles in this fall. They will also fire back up in February after this one. Hopefully they can round out the tournament in the last round uh, and bring this championship home on their home course. 
Uh, volleyball, Lady Eagles volleyball team continues their hot streak. They beat Georgia State in Hattiesburg 3-0 to zero straight sets on Friday, the 28th, and then three sets to one on Saturday, the 29th. Uh, ladies have now won four straight, bringing their overall record to 16 and eight, eight and four in Sunbelt Conference play. On Friday, Mia Wesley had two aces shy of a triple double as she had 13 kills, 10 digs and eight aces. Uh, she's just still continuing an absolutely monster season. Saturday was the final home match of the season for the Golden Eagles. They honored seven seniors, uh, with Nainur Biddit, Lauren Talbert, Liana Gillimod, Lindsay Leff, Jillian Hidalgo, Madison Bowles, and Kenzie Smith being honored as the seniors on the Lady Eagles volleyball team. Uh, Mia Wesley had 16 kills, and Kara Atkinson added 13. And then Kenzie Smith had 36 assists, with had, which has her sitting at 2,360 on her career. Uh, there in that Saturday match. Next up for the Lady Eagles at Louisiana this Thursday, November the 3rd, and Friday, November the 4th, both days at 6 o'clock. You can find those matches, <coughs> excuse me, on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, I have definitely taken advantage of watching some good chunks of volleyball matches and some soccer matches uh, with a lot of these games being aired on ESPN+. Plus. Speaking of, Soccer team ended the regular season on a high note as they defeated Louisiana one to nothing in Hattiesburg on Thursday, the 27th. Blessing Kingsley scored the long goal of the match in the 29th minute. Uh, that Lady Eagles have not had the greatest season, but that win does help them secure a spot in the Sunbelt Conference Championship Tournament. That starts this uh, actually started today. Um, maybe here towards the end of the show, I can look up a score because they played at seven o'clock tonight in Foley, Alabama against Georgia State. We'll check in on the Lady Eagles and see how they're doing. Uh, <clears throat> let me get a little sip of whiskey here. Got a tickle in the throat. Take your time. Always do. Always do. Uh, uh, one last soccer note. Alana Izquierdo was named to the second team all Sun Belt Conference there at the end of the regular season. Great news on the men's tennis front. They are alive and well. They have been spotted. Uh, <laughs> I did see that somebody finally confirmed that they played in those two ITA regional and, and whatever dates that were never reported on. I do know they're alive because. Uh, there was a post to the Southern Miss men's tennis team account that Alex Gimo won the flight number three singles championship uh, down at the Louisiana Fall Invitational. And that was Friday, the 28th through Sunday, the 30th. Also saw that Dakota Bobo and Alex Gima upset the number one Tulane doubles pair and Shamaril Sharil and Pasui Riansawung had a win against Louisiana in the second doubles flight. Next up for the men's tennis team, they continue their fall schedule with the Alabama Fall Invitational. That is Friday, November the 4th through Sunday the 6th. Women's tennis was not in action last week, but they are at the Raging Cajun Fall Invitational this Friday, November the 4th, and Saturday, November the 5th in Lafayette. Beach volleyball was at the Collegiate Clash in Huntsville, Alabama on Saturday the 29th and Sunday the 30th. Lady Eagles collected 23 overall wins over the two days, 
uh, and they will continue action Saturday the 5th and Sunday the 6th at the Tulane Fall Exhibition at the White Sands Volleyball Courts down in the New Orleans area. That Saturday match starts at 12.15, or the Saturday matches start at 12.15, and on Sunday start at 8.30 a.m. Last but not least, women's basketball starts their first exhibition match of the season this Wednesday, the 2nd at 6 p.m. in Reed Green Coliseum against Auburn University at Montgomery. So we're we're uh, rounding out some fall sports and starting to move into basketball. We're going to have the last, what, third or so of the football season and basketball going at the same time. It's a uh, fun few weeks. You know, tonight is that, I, don't, I forget what they call it, where they have all four of the pro major pro sports playing on the same day, baseball, football, hockey, and basketball. This is like the last time that happens this year, I think. Well, starting tomorrow with Maction kicking in on Tuesday night, it's like 28 straight days of either NFL or college football on television. I always enjoy that time of year when any night you can turn on the TV and watch a football game. And speaking of which, I didn't really get into this yet because we, I feel like we kind of need to hit that eligibility first. But, you know, we're starting to pop up in some of the bowl projections. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I and one that kind of caught my eye, even though it's 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 earlier, it's uh, December seventeenth. One of the projections had us in Mobile, which we haven't played in in quite some time, but a really easy trip for the fan base. Um, is that at you know Independence? Is that at Lad Peebles or is that played at South Alabama's new field? That's a good hmm. question. You know, the the other one that I saw was a projection of us versus Memphis in Shreveport in the Independence Bowl. That'd be cool. And I, it would no, definitely to, be cool. We, we already got we to smack down Tulane. It'd be good to get the Tigers a good punch in the nose this season, too. We'd have to we'd have to bring back fake Jay to get back <laughs> to the Independence Bowl. you got to bring a blanket, a for sure. And a blanket. And I think that game, the Independence Bowl, is on Friday, uh, December 27th. So it would be good, as far as travel goes, to have the weekend buffer there. Um you know, but we'll see. We we still got a little bit more football to play before we can sort that out. But just it's exciting to be back in the mix after the past two seasons. No doubt. No doubt. I, I mean, look, I don't know about you guys, but we're getting win number six this Saturday. I, I can feel it in my bones. Uh, it's going to happen. I feel like, I mean, at the beginning of the year, I really could not imagine four wins in a row. And I really think it could happen this weekend, too. At the same time, I'm trying to be realistic about this. Are you guys not trying to do that? Trying to, like, not get, like, too far ahead of myself? I mean, we're figuring out ways to win. You know, we're getting better quarterback play. We're uh, we're staying free of some injuries. Like, you know, just at some point, don't we just lay an egg? I mean, I'm just trying to play the other side of it. I think, I, I would, I think we're going to roll this weekend, right? But we're not like we're gonna like win for the rest of our lives. At some point, we're going to lose another football game. You're talking. You're talking about Southern Miss football before Will Hall, Jason Bailey. It's a whole new world. A whole new world. Yes. I, you know, I He's think a lot of these games. I mean, it really would not shock me if we lost this weekend, beat Coastal, beat South Alabama, and then lost to ULM. Yeah. Just with how things go in the Sun Belt, right. like. It's that volatile. Like every week, it's like it could really go either way. Like I feel good about our chances. Um, I definitely feel good about our chances of getting the six. But 
you know, there's there's some of these games. It's like, okay, you know, we I, I doubt we'll be favored against Coastal, but I think that's a game we could win. It's one of those things like so many of these could really go either way. And um, but hoping we can keep the magic going this weekend would be a lot of fun to get another win in the Rock, having and, and get to six wins with three games left on the on the regular season schedule. As much smack as I'm talking, this game this weekend is not guaranteed. Uh, much like us, Georgia <laughs> Georgia State is uh, also kind of on a little roll. I mean, they've They've won uh, won a few games out of their last chunk. And uh, what makes me feel good about this game is that they're a run-first team. And, (laughs) 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 I mean, that that is true. But part of that running attack is that mobile quarterback. Yeah, but he hadn't hadn't played the nasty bunch yet. He hasn't? He's going to get decleated a few times, and we'll see what that does to that mobility. I think the I think it just goes back to the same thing we've been saying all year. I don't think we're I think we're going to be competitive. Yeah, and at the sure. end we'll probably have a chance. So, and, uh, and and unlike in years past, when given that chance at the end of the game, we're starting to figure out how to take advantage of that and turn it into a win. When in years past, we would be given that chance, but we we didn't know how to close out and win ball games, and we wouldn't take it. Um, I, I feel a lot better about where we stand. If we don't pull it you off, have we, any... just, we, just, we just have Shane to blame. So, well, we'll just yeah, we'll have Shane to blame, and then they go back to Carolina, and we'll uh, Shane and try again next week. Yeah, well, I'm I am going to try to make that Coastal Carolina game. Uh, it's not that far, but man, we've got a really crazy schedule between that. I had work trip. Catherine had work trip. Catherine had something going on here. Now we're going to Mississippi. We come back. Catherine's got one more work trip. And then my mom comes to visit for Thanksgiving. It's just a, a wild like month and a half stretch. But if she'll let me sneak away, I'm going to make that drive down to watch us play the beach chickens. Outstanding. Hey, do you guys have any shout outs this week? Got a few shout outs. I hope I don't freeze up on my computer here. Um, I want to give a shout out to John Carter Sanner. Uh, he made his, uh, a game this week. He's currently working with the Philadelphia Phillies and player development, I think, and or something with the scouting department. And the Phillies are in the World Series. It's pretty cool. Um, he's doing good things, man. Good to see John Carter. Uh, Dr. Dave made an appearance, um, chiropractor down in New Orleans in a private practice and also with the Pelicans, I think, still. Um, so we got to hang out with Dr. Dave for a little bit. Uh, Todd Palmer, uh, Sutter Miss graduate, uh, was in the house. He came by the tailgate tent. Always good to hook up with Todd. Roger Dickens, all the way from Denver, Colorado, was in the house. Great to see Roger again. And the last person I ran into at tailgating was Jay Ladner. He was out tailgating. Always good to see Jay uh, right before the basketball starts. So, yeah, those are the people that I uh, ran into before we get in there. Shane, what about you? Uh, I've got a shout out for for Clark Little. Uh, when I was watching that raging or listening to that, I wasn't watching anything. Listening to that raging review Twitter space, I was glancing through the names that were in in the room there listening, and Clark was one of them, and. 
hadn't seen Clark in a while, but I knew that he was getting just as much sick and twisted enjoyment out of them melting down as I was. So I shot him <laughs> a message uh, the next day and I was like, hey, man, uh, I saw you in that Raging Cajun uh, Twitter space last night. Did you enjoy that? And we chatted back and forth. And uh, Clark said he enjoys the show. He listens all the time. So I wanted to give a, a shout out to Mr. Little. Um, yeah, that's the only shout out I got this week. Man, there were so many people that we ran into at the game, at the tailgate and everything. I mean, I, I could just go down the laundry list of everybody. But it probably would be a carbon copy of most of the games that we've we've had this year. But it, so good to see everybody out there. And so good to see everybody have, having such a good time. It was so much fun. I uh, want to give a shout-out to Mike uh, Barker with uh, collegefootballcampustour.com. He came through to the game oh, the other night and made the Of course. Just a great, great dude. Uh, happy birthday today to new Southern Miss president, Dr. Joe Paul. It is Dr. Joe Paul's uh, birthday. President Dr. Joe Paul. Press President Dr. Joe Paul. Uncle Uncle Baby Bobby Joe Paul. <laughs> President um, Dr. Joe Paul the third. Also, uh, happy birthday t- to uh listener of the show, Travis Sai. Always uh repost our stuff. Uh, appreciate you, Travis. Hope you had an incredible birthday as well. And hey, uh happy birthday. A preemptive happy birthday to uh, Dr. Ray Hale this Saturday at the Rock. So uh, to the top talk is presented this week by his wife, his his wonderful wife, Marsha. Happy birthday to the best husband in the world. Ray's been a supporter for over 30 years. Birthday this Saturday. Everybody wish Ray a happy birthday if you you check him out at The Rock. Ray's birthday is such a big deal that I'm flying in the whole family to be there for it. Flying in the whole family just for that, man. It's wild. (laughs) It's going to be fireworks, I'm hoping. A flyover. A flyover. Some kind of mind-sweeping vehicle is going to be leading uh, the Eagle Walk. I I, I I read somewhere. It is it is like military appreciation yeah. game. Is this the 1997 game? It is the 1997 game. Marchand and yeah, all his 19. boys will be there celebrating a, a championship a trophy. Oh, that's another shout I want to give while we're uh, Marchant and, and Angela. Looking forward to seeing those folks again. It's It's been too long, but I talk to Marchant regularly uh, through the the text. And uh, was I sent him the same video that I sent uh, Jamie and Jason the other day of my daughter laying on the couch doing a nasty bunch chant and then following up with, uh, with the Southern Miss to the top. Couldn't be any prouder. But, yeah, looking forward to seeing Marchant and Angela this weekend. You talk about somebody that was in rare form the other night. Marchant was was he was having a big time. He's he's just as excited about the resurgence of the Eagles as anybody else, if not more so. And uh, absolutely, he's, he's still a big bad man. Uh, if he gets a little rowdy, I'm not stopping him. No, I definitely no, want to be I'm on not. his side. Most definitely, and the, the side of his teammates that are coming to town this weekend as well. Um. All right, any final words before we get out of here, guys? Oh, man, Shane, just looking forward to seeing you, dude. I, I don't know yeah. if you owe Ray Hale a beer a beer for his birthday or if he owes you a beer for flying the whole family down. But I think you guys definitely got to get up and have one. For sure, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm invested a little more than just a beer at this point in time for this trip. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, what's a beer on top of that, really? Well, I hope you guys enjoyed the show, and as always, Southern Miss to the top. Talk. I 
could play for Alabama, USC, or Notre Dame. You have lots of things to offer, but Southern Mississippi puts you all shame. I was born here in Hattiesburg, never ventured far away. When it comes to playing football, here in Eagle Heaven is where I'm gonna stay. I could play for North Carolina, Ohio State, RLSU. You play a good game of football, but Southern Mississippi is a whole lot better than you. season is over and done. The fans here in Hattiesburg will be proud of what we've done. I could play for the Georgia Bulldogs, Florida State, or Tennessee. But I chose Southern Mississippi. And right here at home is where I'll always be. I could play for Alabama, USC, our Notre Dame You have lots Of things to offer But Southern Mississippi Put you all to shame I could play For North Carolina Ohio State Or LSU You play a good Game of football But Southern Mississippi Is a whole lot better than you season is over and done all your teams with famous names will see we're number one ask mississippi state ask mississippi state